Welcome to the Great Awakening Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Dawes. I talk to a lot of people that find themselves working at woke companies that are have suddenly in the last few years become super political. Uh, it's been become very hard to be a Christian at these companies. And my guest today has uh, his own experience with that uh, from a slightly different perspective. Uh, and he's created a company to kind of help people in, that find themselves in these situations um, move into other companies that are not as political, that where they can just do a good day's work. And uh, my guest today is Andrew Krapuschetz from Red Balloon. And uh, we have a great conversation on what it means to be a Christian in a secular workplace today, how we can live out our faith, and what does that look like? Um, It's a great conversation. Jump into it in just a minute. But first, I want to tell you about uh, another company that is actually helping to um, provide alternatives to the woke companies out there, and that's Gold River Trading Company. Heard me talk about them before. They are a sponsor of the show. They uh, sell a delicious line of tea. And I'm happy to announce they have added iced tea to their list of uh, products. They uh, sell family size iced tea bags now. I've got uh, some on the way, so I'm looking forward to trying that. But Gold River is a great company that is uh, providing alternatives to shopping and spending your money with woke beverage corporations. So um, please, uh, you know, give them your support. Let them know that you appreciate the, the, them sponsoring the show. It's a, it's a great uh, quality tea. You will enjoy it. If you go to their website, which is goldriverco.com, the, and use the coupon code AWOKENING, you will get 10% off your order. So definitely head over there and uh, show them some support. Thank them for uh, sponsoring the show. And now let's jump right into my conversation with Andrew. Hey, Andrew, thanks for joining the show. Thanks for having me. Always nice to talk to conservatives and Christians who are out there doing stuff. Yeah, yeah. well, you are certainly someone who is doing stuff. Um, for our, our listeners and viewers that aren't familiar with who you are, um, I heard your story on another podcast recently, and I thought, I got to have this guy on. Because you've had encounters with woke capital from a, a slightly different perspective than maybe some of our listeners. Can you tell your story? Yeah. So uh, the short, the 30,000 foot flyover is I grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area. Um, I actually was part of a dot com there. We got $32 million of venture capital money. Um, and I turned 21 with an expense account. And we blew through all $32 million, which was a lot of fun. And a great learning experience when it's other people's money. Played some phenomenal rounds of golf in Tokyo and other things. And then surprisingly enough, the money was gone. So uh, I moved up to Moscow, Idaho, because I was tired of traffic and liberals. So I was an early adopter of leaving the state of California. I looked around this town and thought, we really need more jobs. Because if conservatives and Christians are going to be able to raise families, send their kids to private school, or do the things that I think they should be doing then they need money and they need prosperity. And so I thought if God's given me skills to start businesses and create jobs, I should do that. So I was involved in a whole number of startups. I started um, Element Robot, which is a 3D printing business that we ended up selling to Stryker. I started Help Start Populi, which is a student information system business. We did a management buyout with them and sold uh, them all of my stock. 
Um, and then I started MZ with two economists. MZ was Economic Modeling Specialist International. Um, and basically, we were the nation's leading labor market data company. And we grew a bit. Uh, and then I sold to a private equity firm who let me earn more ownership. And then we sold several years later to CareerBuilder. And then we grew a bunch. And then we sold several years later to Strata, which is a national nonprofit. And then we grew a bunch. And then at this point, I was running out of ownership because every time your slice of the pie gets smaller and smaller, no matter how big the pie is. And so then we sold to KKR um, and an ESG fund, no less, at KKR, um, which is big, bad private equity, woke all the way through. And I was told that I was welcome to be a CEO who was a Christian, you know, kind of like on the weekends, but I was not allowed to be a Christian CEO. And so I thought, well, this is kind of my moment then. So see you later. Um, and it was a little more complicated than that, but that was um, the net net of it all. So yeah. I ended up leaving that company about a year ago and had learned some phenomenal uh, lessons. And I can tell you all about them if you'd like, um, but then started Red Balloon a couple months later. Okay, so let's uh, let's back up a bit um, for our listeners. ESG, can yeah. you explain what that is? Because I hear yeah. that a lot. Right. So ESG, um, environmental social governance. Um, it's a framework. It's it's really a woke framework uh, for um, investment companies. So it's been probably the hottest thing in investment for private equity and hedge funds for the last ten years. It really was born out of the Occupy Wall Street movement. You remember that movement where mm -hmm. you know all the um, liberal white kids uh, were angry at banks for earning lots of money and being rich? And so uh, the banks were like, okay, and banks and large companies were like, okay, well, how do we become the good guys? And who has the biggest microphone in our society? And the reality is the biggest microphone in our society is the liberal media. And the liberal mainstream media wants us all to say things about the environment. They want us to say things about doing social good, helping disadvantaged uh, people. Um, and then they want us to say that, look, we have great governance. We have a good structure so that bankers aren't earning billions of dollars while other people are um, living in poor houses. So that's where ESG was born out of, was that Occupy Wall Street. How do, they, how do these big corporations be the good guys? The problem is that a lot of the companies didn't change their behavior at all. They just changed their rhetoric. So mm -hmm. Nike talks about the, the, the horrors of slavery while effectively using slave labor in Indonesia to make their sneakers, right? As long as you say the right things and do the right virtue signaling to the right audience, you can kind of get away with murder, which is what a lot of them have been doing. So that's what ESG is. It, they call it a double bottom line. So it's, hey, we're going we're gonna to make do good for society while also um, giving you a good return on your money. Okay. So how did they... Yeah, the this was your board of directors that that said essentially you can't be a Christian CEO. How did that yes. confrontation come about? What, what, well, what was it that was like? this whole yeah, it was it was a longer story. Basically, <laughs> um, they decided that they were nervous about. Well, first they asked me to make a statement on BLM and George Floyd, and I said, "So I'm a labor market data company. Why would I make a statement on a racial issue like this? That doesn't make any sense." Mm -hmm. And then they were angry about that. And then they were angry about how I handled COVID because um, our school that our kids go to was only shut down for like three weeks. So we're like, ah, this is a pandemic. It's not a pandemic. Um, and so I told my employees, look, you guys are adults and you do what you think is best for you. In other words, if you want to work at home or if you want to wear a mask, 
I will give you all the technology and infrastructure so that you can be productive in those environments. Um, I'm not going to legislate something one way or the other, but if you feel comfortable coming into the office and working like normal, I'm okay with that too. My board was not okay with that. So these things kind of came to a head. So they hired a law firm to do a cultural evaluation on me, which is um, something closer to a root canal for um, what you do at work all day. Wow. And they found out, hey, sometimes he prays at meetings, like the Christmas dinner, he prayed at that. Um, and so they said, okay, we need to really evaluate. And I said, look, um, I tell every new hire, I am an unapologetic conservative Christian, and it's how I run the business. It's not a prerequisite. It's not a weird wow. thing, but it's how I'm going to run the business. And what that means is we have a kegerator in the office, but you may not get drunk. You can do that on your own time. It means that we don't talk behind each other's back. It means that females in our work environment do not have to worry about, worry about sexual harassment. Um, it means we have a pornography policy that if you look at porn on your computer at work, you're fired right away. So wow. these are the ramifications of my Christian worldview and how I run the business. But you don't have to be a Christian to work here. Um, and they were just super not okay with that. So um, they told me to stop all those things. And I said, well, so you want me to not bring my whole self to work? And they said, yes. <laughs> okay, so you, you said, see ya. Um, and then that led you to start Red Balloon. Tell, tell our listeners what, what that is. Yeah, um, so there was two motivations in starting Red Balloon. First, as a CEO of a West Coast company, I had a lot of colleagues, people I rubbed shoulders with, who I would say were big time woke, right? They were using their company email list to push for Joe Biden as president saying this is the most important ever election ever, and firing people who said anything positive about Trump on social media. And so I saw this, like, this is not a fair world that we live in. Uh, this is not an even playing field. Uh, this wokeness is really destroying the joy of work for a lot of people. So that was step number one. Step number two, I saw that the situation that I was in was um, because God had blessed me financially, I could kind of shrug it off. Um, and I was fine with that. And in fact, I've been an advisor to the board for the last year for the company. So I left on friendly terms because, and this is also an important lesson, I don't think conservatives need to try and get shrill like the woke people have been. I think there's a, a, a calm and, conser and, uh -huh. uh, and measured way to stand up for your principles without getting shrill um, like they have done. And so I did that. We left on very good terms, um, but I said, I'm just not the right guy for you, given this uh, structure that you want to put in place. And there's a lot of really good people still at that organization um, who are living out their Christian values. Um, it's just when you're at the CEO level, um, you're a bit of a lightning rod. So, mm -hmm. um, so I leave, but I'm like, okay, there's probably people in my situation, and I see this wokeness in the workplace destroying the joy from work. And so how can I help with that? How do I use my resources? Um, I'm working on one of the largest housing developments in Moscow, um, Moscow, Idaho's history, which is still, it's Moscow, Idaho. It's not like New York or something, but it's still, it's a big one. It's over a hundred houses. Um, I'm remodeling a number of historic buildings downtown. And so I thought I'm going to take a year off and just do this stuff. And a friend actually dared me to um, start Red Balloon. And it's called Red Balloon because if you've ever been on a hot air balloon, it's a little bit terrifying and a lot bit fun, kind of like looking for a new job. Um, and people are moving to red companies and red regions and red states to look for freedom. And so that's the name Red Balloon, and it's redballoon.work. 
because .com was taken and .com sounds a little bit like communist to me. So, and I didn't want to be <laughs> yeah. a communist. I wanted to focus on work. The other thing that's interesting about work is work is deeply satisfying, right? There was work in the Garden of Eden before sin. And I think it is good for people's soul to work really hard. And so I think redballoon.work um, kind of encapsulates what I want to accomplish with this. It's just a job board. It's not super exciting. The main innovation is freedom. And we just have all of our employers sign a pledge that says, um, I believe the Constitution still applies. I'm willing to respect the freedom of my employees to make their own decisions um, um, up to and including whether they get vaccinated or not. Um, super not complicated. And the employees need to sign a pledge that they're not going to be a snowflake uh, complaining in the HR department all day, but they're actually just going to bring value to their employer, like the way the world used to be. So um, so this is redballoon.work. It's a matchmaking for conservative um, job seekers and, and employers, right? Not super complicated. And I was just going to be in Moscow, Idaho, but literally a week after I uh, start the job board, I start getting emails from people all around the country saying, hey, when's Red Balloon coming to my area? Because we need freedom too. And in fact, I've gotten notes from people in Canada and Mexico and Austria and Australia and South Africa and Italy and all over the world. People are like, hey, we really need freedom as well. And I want to have the joy of a hardworking day and not have wokeness jammed down my throat. So I dug in my heels and said, no, we're just a local job board and I'm doing a housing development. Please leave me alone. Uh, I did this for about a month, month and a half. Um, then my wife was like, you're just being lazy. Stop it. So um, and about this time, Joe Biden decided that there should be a vaccine mandate. Um, and so uh, Sleepy Joe became my top sales rep. And so he started <laughs> making everyone panicked. And we went from uh, zero as a startup to thousands of employers and hundreds of thousands of job seekers um, in a matter of months. Wow. Um, unfortunately, freedom is also newsworthy. And so I have done over 100 media interviews in the last nine months as well, uh, just talking about freedom. Because um, it's not just that Red Balloon is helping with the matchmaking. It's bringing hope to a lot of people, right? Yeah. Uh, I was just talking to an engineer that got a job through Red Balloon at Anadot, um, which is a conservative PayPal, um, to give you some context on it, right? And he said, I didn't know that there was even an option where I could go work for a company that respected my freedom. And he said, I come home from work deeply satisfied and full mm. of joy because I'm working with like-minded people and I'm doing something good um, rather than using my skills and my labor to create a company that is, uh, hates my worldview. Mm -hmm. So wow. that's really what Red Balloon has become. Um, I'm still doing the housing development and all the other projects and a venture capital fund, but this is my main jam because um, it's been really fun. That's awesome. It's so needed too. I talk to people all the time that are that have been at these woke companies for so long. It's, it's just they thought they would retire there. And all of a sudden, it feels like they're working for the enemy and that they're right. working for these places that hate, like you said, their worldview. So what advice do you have for Christians who find themselves in that situation? Yeah. So um, generally, I don't advertise my podcast on other people's podcasts, but I'm going to mention it here. <laughs> uh, it. I started a podcast like a month and a half ago because I was talking to all these employers and other people. And it's like, man, these are fascinating stories. People would like to hear them. So I have a podcast. It's called The Courageous Economy. And I just talked to a gentleman who is a labor lawyer who was at the Capitol on January 6th. Um, he took a video of grandmas being trampled by 
state troopers. And um, two million people saw that video. And the next day he was fired and couldn't find a job anywhere. Um, and so he basically became a conservative labor lawyer. He's called Fired Up Texas Lawyer. And he said he has actually won a number of cases when conservatives stand up at work. Because mm. be, be aware that most people know that you're a conservative or a Christian at work. Um, and you may be being discriminated against, but you will never be able to prove it, right? It may be you're held back from a promotion, or you are just fired, or you're just held back in some way because of your belief system. He said, if you um, are invited to that next CR CRT training or the next DEI training, and you say, you know, that goes against my religious beliefs, and so I, I would like to respectfully decline and just get back to providing great value for my employer. He said, that actually gives you a legal standing so that if there is discrimination against you after you make that stand, you're now in a much better legal position to win a lawsuit. And so um, at redballoon.work, we've been telling people June is coming out conservative month um, as a, as a stand up for your beliefs. And again, I don't want people to do it in a shrill way. I don't want um, conservatives to try and jam their worldview down the woke people's throat like it's been happening to them. I want them to just stand their ground and say, you know, here I am. <laughs> I can do no other. I am um, I'm going to not go to that training. I really appreciate it. I'm going to bring a ton of value to you at work. Um, I interviewed another gentleman, Robert Netsley, who runs um, Inspire Investing, and his advice was basically stay at your job and make a change. And if you can't make a change, then leave and go find another company to bless. Because remember, your employer is making more money from you than they're paying you, or else they wouldn't have you. So you're actually helping push them forward. So I guess that's that's my advice: is don't get shrill, don't um, you know, go into battle mode. Just say, you know, I would respectfully decline to do that. Um, if you're asked to put a rainbow flag on your um, desk or uh, whatever, just say, you know, no, thank you. That's that mm -hmm. goes against what I'm doing. Um, I talked to another gentleman who actually did that. The company changed their logo to rainbow for June for obvious reasons. And he basically wrote a, a letter to the HR department says, you're basically representing all of the employees and not all the employees believe that. And so, um, and they said, you know, honestly, that's um, interesting. And we hadn't realized that. And let's at least evaluate this. So it wasn't actually the knock them out, drag them out fight that he thought it might be. Yeah. Um, and sometimes it will be. Don't get me wrong. Sometimes it will be, mm -hmm. but it do, it's not always. Yeah. And I think it, just those little acts, um, you know, I've seen in my own life, when you take a courageous step to stand up, it encourages others. And I think, That's right. you know, the more that, that as Christians, we do that, we, we're bold and we trust God with the results. And they may, they may be difficult. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but sometimes they're not. Sometimes it's we build it up in our mind so much that um, a lot of times we're afraid of things that may not come to pass. Yeah. Um, so there, yeah. As long as I can remember, you know, I growing up, you would hear people say, "Well, I didn't, you know, I didn't think that I could do anything for God in the secular world." I thought you, if you wanted to do something for God, you had to be, you know, a pastor or a missionary. My growing up, and I'm. 45 years old. I've never heard anybody say that. I've always been encouraged, go into secular field and you can be just as much, you know, do things for God there. Yep. And there was always this implied um, 
you know, promise that, you know, if you go and do that, you're going to be salt and light. You're going to have this preservative effect that prevents, you know, the culture from running away from us. And, you know, if you just do a good job, you know, one day your coworkers will say, what's different about you? And you'll have this opportunity to share the gospel. I think in the last, you know, I, I had uh, Aaron Wren on, on the last episode and talking about his yep. three worlds model. In negative world, I think a lot of people in secular workplaces are are kind of waking up and saying, wait a minute, this 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 promise that we'd be salt and light, you know, and have a preservative effect doesn't seem to have been the case. Like, what is the Christian's role in uh, a secular company? What is do we do we need to bring, uh, you know, be bringing more of an agenda to work with us? Yeah. Um, see, I, I don't think so. I think that there is um, a role where you can work, you can be, um, you can be in Babylon, and you can work for a, a pagan king, and you can bring that person a lot of value, um, and it's okay. But then when you're asked to bow the knee to Baal or the golden statue, that's your moment, right? And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of conservatives, they need to know what's their line in the sand, that they will happily quit and even if they have no money in the bank and they don't know how they're going to support their family, like this is, this is their hill to die on. Cause yeah. I walked, talked to one conservative. He's like, look, I've uh, passed over so many hills to die on. I don't know how many are left, right. Mm-hmm. Running out of hills um, because they're um, getting smaller and smaller. So um, that was his point. And I think that's conservatives need to know what is the thing that I'd be happy to quit, even if it costs me my house and everything else, because a hundred years from now, the people who left their job and stood up for the right thing will be remembered. And the people who just kept their head down and tried to stay out of the limelight and just, you know, muscle through the D- DRI or uh, the, uh, um, the diversity, equity, DEI training, um, there, you know, I, I think that's, that's, that's the issue is just know what is the line in the sand for me? Um, this Robert Netsley that I was talking about, he was the head of investment banking for Wells Fargo in Carmel, uh, California. So super wealthy, had a really cush job, wakes up one day and realizes a lot of the stocks that I'm invested in are making abortion drugs. And so I am making a return on investment for myself and my clients every time a mother kills her baby and I can't do it anymore. And so he quit his job with, he said, two months of uh, money in the bank, a mortgage, a wife who is pregnant, and uh, and a small kid, right? That's terrifying and takes an enormous amount of bravery. Um, God blessed his efforts. He's now in Boise, Idaho. He runs Inspired Investing, which is biblically responsible investing. He has $2 billion under management and is a fantastic success story. You don't always have that success story, but God uses that moment of bravery. Um, I just interviewed another gentleman who was a school teacher and he would not put a mask on, um, or he took his mask off um, during uh, uh, when the mask was required. And he basically realized that this was the hill that he needed to die on for his students, because his students realized the hypocrisy. They're looking to him, and he's now basically telling them, yes, I agree with everything that you're being told. Um, and he's like, that's not everybody's hill to die on, but it was mine. And so yeah. know what your hill to die on is, and be pre- prepared to strap in and do it. Yeah, I think it's I think it's John Stone Street talks about having a theology of getting fired. Yeah, and I, I think that's 
we're there. And it, yeah, if you're in one of these, uh, these corporations, you really need to be having those conversations with your wife, uh, or your husband, you know, make sure right. you're on the same page that, Hey, when this moment comes, I'm going to, I've got to do gonna, it. I'm going to do yeah. it. And, um, yeah. And work on a backup plan too. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, the school teacher was saying he started brushing up on his real estate appraising license. Cause he's like, there's going to be a moment when I'm going to do this. And so it doesn't mean you don't need to plan ahead mm-hmm. um, and be in a position that even when that moment happens, you don't have a backup plan, but know what your line in the sand is. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to ask you to put on your prognosticator hat <laughs> a bit. I know we get into dangerous get territory. Get my magic always. eight ball ready. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, companies like the Daily Wire are betting heavily on um, very specifically conservative companies. You know, you got Jeremy's yep. Razors to compete with Harry's. Is that? Do you think that's where we're headed? Where we have kind of like two economies? You know, one for conservatives, one for liberals. Unfortunately, absolutely. Hmm. Um, there's a there's a con there's a phrase that's going around called the big sort right now the mm-hmm. big sort um, and basically uh, California has had a net out migration uh, every single year since 2013 um, in 2000 which is the best da- tax data we have New York State had a net out migration of a quarter million people taking with them 19 billion dollars of taxable income California in 2020 had 262,000 people move out. That's net 262,000 with $18 billion in taxable income. And they've moved to places like Texas and and, and, uh, Florida and Arkansas and Idaho. So you are seeing people vote with their um, homes and their locations, um, but you're seeing this with businesses as well. I just think that you're going to see businesses that are Super woke. I was talking to a recruiter at IBM, and he said, "Look, I can only hire people who have um, the right skin color. Ideally, they have some skills, but that appears to be way down the list. But the right skin color, the right sexual orientation, um, and ideally, the right social media presence um, that agrees with uh, the woke agenda." And he said, "When you limit who you can hire, it has a huge impact on price. Right? Um, if you because." Uh, no matter how much the Democrats believe they can push against it, supply and demand still matters. And so I think you're going to just continue to see winners and losers, both at the company level, at the region level, and at the state level, because um, conservatives are waking up and they're just tired of um, living under the regimes that they've been under. You know, you just saw Caterpillar move their headquarters from Illinois down to Texas. Well, they move for regulation and taxes, but that continues to have an impact. And all of a sudden, Texas is and Florida are going to have more people, and they're going to have more tax revenue, and therefore they're going to have more power. Hopefully they don't screw that up. But, um, but I think that you are going to have this bifurcation in the country um, between conservatives and liberals. Um, if Roe v. Wade goes down here uh, soon, I think that's only going to accelerate it, right? Mm. You have 26 states right now that have laws on the book that if Roe v. Wade goes down, there's significant... Um, uh, curtailing of abortion rights in those states. Well, you're going to see doctors moving to those places. You're going to see uh, families moving where the state's laws align better with their values. And so I do think that there's going to be a bit of alternative economy. Um, well, there already is an alternative economy and it's going to grow. And I think it's an opportunity if you're in business because um, mm-hmm. there's some great companies growing around this space. And so for 
we have a lot of um, pastors that listen to this. Um, what advice would you have for pastors and churches on how to help um, people in their church that find themselves in the, these situations, you know, yeah. working for a place that is so like hostile to the faith? Right. Um, I think it's, you know, if you're courageous in the pulpit, you're going to give courage to your congregants, mm. right? Um, it always starts with believing the Bible all the way down um, and not being afraid of it. And because if you're afraid of the Bible, you're going to have trouble giving courage to your, uh, your congregants about what they should do in their work environment. Mm -hmm. I'd also say uh, beef up your deacon's fund to be able to help people <laughs> uh, and be in a position where uh, disruption is always opportunity, but in the meantime, it's still disruption, right? And so that's, uh, that's a big part of it. How do you um, make sure you support people in these things? Um, I remember I was talking to one pastor and he's like, you know, the, rem remind, remind, the reminder is that sin is the worst thing, not having no job. Um, and so it would be better for you to be in the poorhouse and have a job at the local gas station than to sin at work. And so you don't have to be the moral police for everyone at work or even your company, but you may not sin. You need to hold the line um, at work. And so pastors, I think the most important thing is be brave in the pulpit. Uh, be brave for your for your congregation, because that's going to pave the way for your congregation to be brave at work. Um, conservatives are the largest ideological group in America, but until recently, we've basically not said anything. Mm -hmm. And so I think um, the more conservatives that stand up and speak their mind at work, um, it actually will give um, courage to everyone else, and it will be a protection. There's always strength in numbers. And so if pastors are brave, you have more of their congregation are going to be brave, and then lo and behold, these woke businesses aren't going to be able to fire 20% of their workforce or 30% yeah. of their workforce um, because they all stood up together. So that's why we're telling people it's uh, June's coming out conservative month. Uh, do something brave for somebody else. I love it. Um, do you think that this is a this is a pendulum swing? You know, I saw recently Netflix kind of seems like they had it. They've had enough with the, the woke activist employees. Uh, do you think yep. that the, it's going to start coming back the other way? Uh, it will. Um, the pendulum's going to swing back and forth. I mean, we're going to see, I think, a dramatic red wave in November politically. Um, I think companies like Netflix, you see ExxonMobil basically told all their employees, no pride flags. Mm -hmm. um, we're, we're an oil company, not a political activism company. Um, Netflix fired 150 employees of their very activist woke um, people because guess what? Conservatives voted with their dollars and left next Netflix. Mm -hmm. And so uh, absolutely, there's going to be a pendulum swing back the other way. Uh, my hope is that conservatives, here's what happens, is liberals dial it up to 11. Conservatives panic. The liberals dial it back to eight. And the conservatives are like, okay, I can live with that yeah. um, until two years later. And then they dial it up again. And so that's my, my hope is <laughs> don't go back to sleep, right? It's been horrible and people are waking up and doing things. But don't just use this as an opportunity to just go back to sleep. Because conservatives and Christians, we just want to be left alone. We want to um, raise our kids and live our lives and not jam our worldview down everyone else's throat. Um, and so we just want peace and prosperity. And the reality is that we're in a fight. We're in a cultural war. And don't believe for a minute that you can just try and avoid it because it's mm -hmm. going to come to your doorstep at some point. So you can either decide when 
um, or it'll just come to you when it decides to. Yeah. And we need to be about building things too. Yep. You know, we can't, we can't just be reacting all the time. So that's one of the reasons I started this podcast, just like it, it gave me something to, you know, the, the frustrated conversations I was having with my wife every morning. Right. It's like, okay, let me funnel that into something that is at least helping other people. And um, I think, you know, as Christians, we've got to be about, you know, putting forward that positive vision and, and creating opportunities for, you know, other Christians so that there are more exit ramps from a lot of these places. Um, what advice would you have for, you know, Christians with kind of an entrepreneurial bent that are, you know, sick of it and would like to start something themselves? Yeah. Um, it's not as hard as you think it is. Uh, there's a, a job started as a job half done. Um, it's actually just doing something. Um, and it's also deeply satisfying to do something rather than just have frustrated conversations with your wife every morning, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, and so it is not as hard as you think to start a business or to use your skills to bless other people, right? There are lots of um, 1099 marketplaces. While Fiverr is super, um, Fiverr.com is very woke. Um, you can not be woke on there just very, very easily and just say, you know, here are the skills that I can bring and you'd be surprised how many people are out there. We're in one of the tightest labor markets the country's ever seen. And even with the slowing of the economy and the wild inflation that's happening right now, it's going to continue to be tight. And I could go into that because the demographics of America, we don't have enough people for the strength of the economy right now. And so the birth rate has been too low. And so there is going to continue to be a tight labor market, even when the economy slows down. So there's no better time for uh, someone to go out and decide, you know what, I'm going to go start a business. You can start a consulting business on the side while keeping your job. You go and form an LLC and get a bank account and you can start a business. Like it really is straightforward. Um, I've started dozens of businesses. I've helped many people start businesses. Um, it's not that difficult to do something small. When you start to get into bigger businesses, I'd recommend get a board or get someone to advise you who's been there, done that before. But if you're just going to go out there and provide value to someone, you're already doing that for your employer. You can do that for other employers. Um, it's not as difficult as you think. So I'd encourage you, go out and try something new. Um, you don't get a refund if there's anything left in the tank when you die. So um, work with all your might as unto the Lord. Um, spend yourself entirely for other people. And God has a way of blessing that. Yeah. I think that's it, so much of it is about helping. How can I help? How can I put my skills right. to work to help other people? And I think absolutely you know, that's, that's where we got to get our, uh, you know, get our, put, invest our efforts into yep. that. Yep. I love what you're doing with Red Balloon. I think it is so needed right now. People are looking for the exit ramp. Uh, out of these woke corporations. Can you tell us any um, stories, um, you know, success stories that you're seeing with, uh, you know, people, you know, employers placing jobs there or, you know, job seekers finding uh, work through your, your website? I had one employer. This is kind of a cool story. So uh, one of our employers is a huge private security company. And he said, um, and this is to all you employers out there, he said, every person I hire through redballoon.work is cleansing to my culture because they're just hardworking conservatives who don't want to, again, complain constantly about everything that's happening. They just want to get their job done. And so I'd say companies who are interested in hiring the best kind of people and are um, sick of hiring uh, woke liberals should come to redballoon.work because that's what we do. 
Uh, we've got a lot of people who are looking for hope. Um, and when you're an employer, not only do you get access to those people, the best kind of employees out there, you're also giving courage and hope to other people. Because if you're at a large woke business, so you know another story, there was a lady who called me and she was at Deloitte and she said, hey, um, I had just gone through my two hours of CRT training where I was basically told that I was evil because I was white, because uh, white people did bad things in the past, therefore I'm bad. She says, which is, you know, hugely demoralizing in a work environment. Like, what is this anyway? And so at the end of this, she has the trainer who's talking about equity and inclusion and diversity and all this garbage. And the trainer gets up and says, you know, I wish all those unvaccinated people would go to an island and die together. And she's like, right. okay, great. This is awesome. <laughs> like, here's an American saying this to another American. Love it. And so she's like, you know, this is my moment to be brave. So she raises her hand and says, just so you know, um, I'm never going to get the vaccine. And so the room is dead silent, right? And then nice. all of a sudden, two <laughs> other people raise their hand and say, yeah, neither am I. And the lesson out of that is when you're brave, you give courage to other people. Um, she ended up going uh, and leaving and got a job through Red Balloon and is happily um, employed with someone who actually respects her freedom and her worldview. And it's awesome. But I think yeah. the point is we need to see more uh, people who are willing to stand up like that. Um, and if you're an employer out there, if you're putting job at balloon dot, um, you are giving uh, an option, a lifeline to these people who are stuck at these big businesses. And they're the best kind of employees. They really are. Um, if price is an issue, redballoon.work is super duper cheap because I want, I want freedom more than anything else. And so if price is an issue, talk to me because we would love to have more the merrier on the site. The other thing that we're starting to do, and this is kind of fun, is some employers have come to us and said, look, everybody in HR is woke today and it's hard to even find someone. And we're like, well, we can help with that. We can help with an employee manual that is actually a well thought through Christian employee manual. We can help with offer letters and termination letters that are um, honestly deeply Christian. It's all Proverbs. You can remove the reference verses, but there's a way to really bless your employees. Um, and we'd be happy to help with that stuff, um, helping you write your job postings. Uh, we want to see conservative and Christian employers thrive and succeed. And we want them to be a place where people can go for safety and to work hard and make a bunch of money together, right? Um, the employees, the job seekers on redballoon.work, honestly, they just want to make money for their employer and be left alone to, be, to live their values. And so the more employers we get, the more uh, job seekers can be brave and know that they have a good backup plan. So that would be my encouragement is come to redballoon.work, uh, sign up and tell a friend about it uh, because the more we have, the, uh, the uh, freer our country is. And I want to see more of that. So. That's awesome. Well, I'm so excited to talk to you and to hear all about what you're doing. It's very needed. And I, I know that this conversation is going to encourage a lot of people. Awesome. And so we'll send them over to redballoon.org. Great. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. Um, and uh, I'm super encouraged by the work you're doing. So keep it up. And if there's anything I can do for you or anybody listening, uh, please let me know. You can find me on Twitter, which I joined like a month ago because um, Elon was going to buy it. Um, or you can send me an email at andrew at redballoon.work and I'd love to come alongside you and get back to the joy of a hardworking day um, with, uh, with freedom at the center of it. So That's excellent. Thank you, Andrew. That's our show for today. Big thanks to Andrew for joining me on the show. Uh, if you are a job seeker who is stuck in a work 
company and you're looking for an exit ramp, definitely head over to redballoon.work to uh, check out the job listings there. If you're an employer, um, head there and uh, list uh, list your jobs, um, help provide some exit ramps for people who find themselves in really difficult situations. And uh, you can always find me at Twitter at Josh Dawes. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, go ahead and hit like and subscribe so you don't miss future content. We do have uh, some cool guests coming up. Um, yeah, I'm not going to spoil it now, but uh, yeah, we've got some good stuff coming up. You don't want to miss it. And then uh, if you're listening on podcast uh, ratings and reviews at Apple Podcasts are always really helpful to uh, get the show some more exposure. It's been really fun to watch the show kind of take off. We've seen some really good growth. Um, over the last few episodes and it's been fun to uh, see the conversations that are starting around some of these these uh, episodes so please share it with your friends let's uh, get the word out i, I think um, this is helpful con helpful content um, if you are finding it helpful uh, definitely share it if uh, if there's things that you think would be helpful or suggestions you want to make uh, please don't hesitate to reach out i would uh welcome any and all feedback. And until next time, I will see you soon.